1: And we're going to be at the Siren Theater and the show starts at 7.30.
0: So go to our website where you're raised by wolves.com slash live and get some
1: tickets. Join us.
0: Hey everybody. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima, And we're in New York today. And we had so many great questions from you guys. Oh! oh, that's a good one. Thank you. And these questions are from the wilderness, obviously. So let's just get right down to it. The first question. Oh my goodness.
1: Divisive.
0: I am ready for some email. Quote, what is the correct way to put in a roll of toilet paper?
1: I love this because I have friends who are passionate about this.
0: Yes. People who care. Care. And they typically have the same answer. Oh, really? I think so.
1: I've had people coming on either side. Really? Okay. Well, and by either side, I mean either side of the oh. roll.
0: Ah! So what is the quote unquote correct answer? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, come now
1: must be over the top. Well, why must it be? Because why would you put it under the bottom? (laughs) Right? I
0: mean, that's insane. So Anne Landers asked this question in her column in the 80s. And apparently it was the most controversial. She got more than 15,000 responses. Oh, wow. That's a lot of letters. It
1: is. And so... Because if people had to write the letters, then they weren't emailing it.
0: And I think she first said that you go under... And then got a lot of mail. And then she said go over uh, and then got a lot of mail. So people have a lot of thoughts. So I believe that the correct way is that it goes over the top and down the front.
1: That just seems like the more, it just seems to me like that's sort of the more, the way that it goes. (laughs) Well,
0: well, there are as many people who say that doesn't go that way. I
1: mean, it's just sort of like a waterfall. Yes. Over the top and down. So, However, uh if I walk... If you've got the toilet paper onto the roll, mm-hmm. great job.
0: Okay. Um we're just happy you have toilet paper. Yeah.
1: Nicely done. I don't personally get, this is not my thing. Mm. I do have friends that this is their thing. Like they've had couple arguments that have been heated over this.
0: Well, before you get married, I think you need to establish how we feel about this topic. Yeah. This is one of those like, how do we feel about money? How do we feel about children? How do we feel about the toilet paper?
1: Yes. And I personally think that if you have a toilet paper thing, Mm. you can say, I really need the toilet paper to be over the top or under the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's almost fair to say, I recognize that this is my thing. Yes. Please do it for me.
0: Oh, I recognize this is my thing. I have been in other people's homes and I've switched it.
1: No, you haven't. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because it's obviously incorrect. Because I think nobody is putting it the other way because they believe in their heart of hearts that it's the correct way to do it. Well,
1: obviously some people have if people wrote I, into that woman.
0: Yeah, I think most people agree with me. And if they do I it the other way- Nick will
1: come to your house and switch your toilet I'll paper. I'll do it.
0: I'll do it. I'm not ashamed. I think people who do it the other way, I think don't have a strong preference. Uh, I don't think yeah, anybody I think has just a, not
1: paying attention. Right. Nobody has a
0: strong preference for doing it the other way.
1: I always- I would never leave a toilet paper roll empty. Sure. I always swap it out. Of course. However you put it in, is not gonna. I'm not going to have my gears ground.
0: So I was thinking about like, why is it better to do this way? Why do a lot of people, myself included, feel strongly about it? And part of it, I think, is aesthetic. I think it just visually looks better. I think part of it is, this is how hotels do it. Because it's a signal like the room's been clean.
1: Yeah. we And then we, you know, I used to be a housekeeper. We discussed this you know, it goes over the top and then you fold it into a triangle. So people know. Or a diamond. Have you seen this? Oh, fancy. Sure, People know it's a new, mm-hmm. it's fresh.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think there's that. I think it's easier to locate the edge. You know, it's yeah, easier. Yeah, you don't have to, st- I can see that. Right. So then I was doing some research and apparently there was a patent from 1891 that has to do with toilet paper. I'll link to it in the show notes. And in this patent from 1891, it goes over. So for a while, we've been thinking about this.
1: Well, it's also a Sylvester Stallone movie, Over the Top. Nobody says Under the Bottom. I mean. I mean. I
0: mean. Now, I was thinking, are there exceptions to this? Are there times when maybe it's okay to go the other way? And I have heard that if you have a cat or a toddler... It is better to do it the other way because then the role won't mm. get unwound when you have a child or a cat like batting at it. Very interesting. So I thought, oh, that's an interesting point. And then somebody online somewhere in the deep reaches of the internet was saying that if you have an RV, that if you do it under it will be less likely to unroll itself while the vehicle is in motion.
1: Oh, very interesting.
0: So I'm not quite sure how that happens because uh, it feels as likely either way if there's vibration. But somebody said like, oh no, we do it this way because it it won't unroll. Uh, so that, oh, that's interesting.
1: There are also a few, you know, I've performed in so many venues. There are a few venues that have a very hard, um, like a metal... Th- yes. And then it has to go under because if you there's put no it over, it, it rips it. Yeah. So obviously... A few. A few. There's a few. But Nick will still try to flip your shoulder. I'll
0: toilet do paper. it. I'll do it. And you'll never know. But. If you have strong feelings about this out there, I would like to hear what your strong feelings are and why you have them. Yes. This would be a great poll. And I am happy to, I, I won't be corrected because I will continue living my life this way, but I would be very interested to hear like people who go under or people who go over, like, why do you feel strongly about this? Like, what is it about it uh, that gives you such passion? And uh, let me know.
1: So. Oh, and there's still now I see more and more the people have like the steak and oh. then they're just putting the rolls on top of each other on like a up... It's almost like a...
0: yes, like a paper towel on the counter kind of yes. thing. Yes. So if that's the case, then the question is, should you pull it from the right or the left? Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: And I think you would pull it from the right side.
1: I think it would depend on what... Is it facing a wall? Is it a corner of it and a wall? I would really feel like that. I mean, I think my orientation towards
0: it, I would want to grab it with my right hand because I'm right-handed. Therefore, I would want it to unspool around I'm clockwise. I'm So you would maybe want it counterclockwise.
1: I think it would depend on where in relationship in the room to me it is.
0: I mean, if it's behind you. I have to
1: get up, walk over. It's chaos.
0: I mean, I think it's the orientation to your body, not in the room.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Is it over on my left? Is it over on my right? Where is the spool? Resting. Where's the resting place?
0: I mean, we all want to We've really
1: opened up a whole new (laughs) world here.
0: Okay. So that's toilet paper. Those are our thoughts. Our next question is, quote, A friend of mine, formerly my ride or die of 30 years, well... We had a falling out a few years ago, and we have slowly been in touch here and there beginning early last year. We had our first face-to-face last autumn, and since then, just some likes on Instagram and a few business emails since we work in the same industry. I just received an invite to her birthday party this summer, and it's for a major birthday. The events will be held in an exclusive, small, discreet summer destination spot where they own a home and have summered since they were a toddler. Their family will all be there, and I know them too. The times I've gone to this particular place, I've stayed in their home, which would not be an option even if we were on super close terms because at this particular time of year, they have extended family staying in the guest rooms. I would also have to secure housing and fly in there as I have a full-time job and can't take a leisurely road trip, ferry, sailboat to get there. Finding a reasonably priced room we're in or even an Airbnb is impossible, there are none. And you have precious bed and breakfasts that are ridiculously priced. The party is a full two days and a night. I'm wondering if this was an obligatory invite, as I am by far the most financially challenged person in their circle. I feel like they invited me as a preemptive strike, so their hands are clean and can say, well, I did invite them, knowing I could not financially swing it. What say you? Mm. Mmm. 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 Well, I love the idea of this very exclusive, discreet summer destination spot that you have to road trip, ferry, and sailboat to get to.
1: What I also find interesting in this question is the second to last sentence. I feel they invited me as a preemptive strike so their hands are clean Mm. and say, well, I did invite them knowing I could not financially swing it. That's
0: the meat of the question.
1: Right, because I feel like that takes a different tone.
0: Oh, that's a totally different
1: thing, yeah. Because the first part of the question is like, hey, do I have to go to this? We just became friends. Yeah. And then this is, mm. oh, are you just inviting me because you know I can't make it and now you feel like you yeah. have... So that... Different. It's really <laughs> different. <laughs>
0: well, let's take the first part of the question. Do you have to go to something that you're invited to?
1: Especially if it's, you know, as a comic, I my money is different at different times. And so a lot of times people would like, do you want to do this thing? And it's not a good time. I just can't. Yeah, And I will just be open about that. I'll be like, I, I can't do that right now. Thank you so much for the invite.
0: Yeah. And when you're declining an invitation, you don't have to give a reason. Thank you so much for the invitation. Unfortunately, I can't make it. I hope it's a great birthday. Yeah, That's fine. That's enough. Don't make excuses. Don't give explanations. Just leave it there. And an invitation is not a subpoena. You do not have to go to things you're invited to.
1: Yeah. I do think people sometimes feel bad because they're like, oh, I can't afford it right now. Do I have to? Nope, you nope. just can't go. No, Don't worry about it.
0: Now the second part of the this. The
1: second part of the
0: question. Which is the more interesting part. I mean, yes, I think it is very possible that this was a invitation knowing you weren't going to attend.
1: It's possible. My, my question is, I got the idea that you didn't want to go up top. Yes. And then when this sentence came in, I almost feel like you wanted to go. Well. Just to be like, oh, did you think you could count me out? Well. Did you get that from
0: that? She doesn't want to go, but she doesn't want to not be invited. And what she's saying is like, I'm not really invited to this thing.
1: But we don't, we never know for sure other people's intentions.
0: Uh, oh, sometimes we know for sure. I
1: mean, in this situation. <laughs> in this
0: situation, we do not have enough information.
1: And I did read this very nice quote that I've been trying to put into my life, which was always assume the positive and see what happens from there. Yes,
0: you do want to assume people are not being malicious.
1: And I obviously was reading that quote because that's not what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: my default setting is to not always see the best in everyone. I'm working on that.
1: I think it's always nice to assume that that's not what people are doing. Yes. But that being said, it is possible that is what's happening.
0: And that is a very varsity level etiquette move where someone is extending an invitation, knowing you won't be able to attend. They have the benefit of taking the high road and having extended the invitation, and they get the benefit of you not going. So uh, that is something that does happen
1: in the world. But then I feel like, is that person really your friend?
0: That is also a good question.
1: That's why I feel like this last sentence really changes. Like, if you think they're inviting you because they know you can't make it, then
0: yeah. Then what do we do with that?
1: Yeah. Then it's, that's, but then
0: I guess the question is, is there a way to clarify that? Not really.
1: No, because you would have, the only way to clarify it would be to say, "Hey, do you really want me there? The only way to clarify it would be like, Oh, ha ha. You're inviting me knowing I can't make it. You silly goose. (laughs) That's the worst. You know, but I mean that that's, there's no other way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we, unless you were to say, Oh, I'd love to come. Can I stay at your house? Sure. Although you cannot
0: invite yourself. That's what I'm saying. There's no way to do this. Yeah. I mean, I think let's say you've made the decision. You're not going regardless. Like you can't swing it financially. So that decision has been made. So the outcome here is that you will not be attending. So then I guess the question for your future relationship is just, do we have a relationship? Are we acquaintances or are we friends? And so I guess there is an opportunity to reach out to her and be like, hey, we'd love to have drinks with you. Let's catch up. And if that's sort of declined or demurred, well, then, you know.
1: But I also think that maybe our letter writer doesn't think of them as a good friend because if you think that they're doing that, then in your heart, oh. you don't think they're a good friend anymore. Yeah, you should trust
0: your judgment maybe. Yeah. Or your intuition. you say,
1: I feel, like you already feel that. Yeah. That's really what you, yeah. your in, intuition is telling you. And if that's what you really feel about this friendship, then I think this is a time to reassess how much you put into it.
0: Yeah. And I guess the question is, is this an etiquette crime to invite someone knowing that they're not going to be able to attend?
1: I don't know. I feel like it's done I think a lot of people have destination weddings and they invite extended family that they feel like they're supposed to invite, knowing that people can't go to yeah the top of a volcano. <laughs> right. But it was polite to invite them. Yes. I think for our
0: letter writer, let's assume the best. Yeah. That's a nice touch even though your instinct is probably to assume the worst mm-hmm. uh, and politely decline.
1: But not necessarily that your instinct is to assume the worst, that your instinct is telling you that that wasn't what was happening here. Right. And we trust your instincts. Yeah, if that's uh, what you think is happening,
0: could be, could be. But uh, make an effort to reach out to this person separately, hang out with them and see where your relationship might be separate from this birthday party
1: and uh, take it from there. And never feel, if you have to decline, you're declining. Don't feel bad about that. Yeah,
0: don't, never feel bad about that. Now it's time for
1: Intermezzo. Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes,
1: and now you see how the title is ironic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also so much is going on in this town. So
1: much is going on. We already we started at 10.
0: So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this.
1: <laughs> you know, love happens.
0: And you out there, you're going to love <laughs> Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. Our next question is... Quote, my husband and I eloped and our families chose to celebrate our marriage by hosting separate parties and celebrations a couple of months after our return. There was a party for him with only his friends and family and a party for me with only my friends and family. We did not register for gifts. But because we have very thoughtful friends and family, we were left with several packages to open and several thank you notes to write. I insisted my husband write his own thank you notes for his party, and I most definitely penned my own notes for my party, despite the presents having been given to both of us. My husband were from the South, hummed and hawed and said Emily Post would not agree with this decision. Was I wrong to insist he pen his own notes? Was I being too progressive, quote unquote, at etiquette's expense? Hoping for some affirmation.
1: I would like to say up top that I love that this letter writer wrote, hoping for some affirmation. Yeah. It's very helpful for Nick and I to <laughs> yeah. know- What
0: do you want from us? Where are we coming in
1: from <laughs> on this?
0: So I have some follow-up questions that were not answered. One of the questions is, does the husband feel like it's woman's work to write thank you notes? And so that the wife in this story should be writing all the thank you
1: notes? That was my takeaway. Because is that what of, we think? Was I being too progressive- I, I also wanted to say they're both signing. They're, both of their names are on the both of them. So that was my second question.
0: So I am writing a note to my friend who gave me a gravy boat. And I believe my wife's name is not on the cart. That's what it sounds like. I'm writing a thank you note to Aunt Janet for the gravy boat. Thank you so much. And my name is the only one on it.
1: Oh, I think that they're, I think it's actually the physical writing of it. And she's saying, you write your family half and I'll write my half. And then we both sign each other's names.
0: That is the best case scenario here. And if that's what's happening, that's fine.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that's too progressive at all. You're just dividing the. Right. Yeah. That's totally fair. I think each of you sign each other's names.
0: Yes. Both cards should have everyone's name on it. But the way I read this, it sounded like. That's not what was happening.
1: But I feel like the question is, was I being too progressive at etiquette's expense is... Should he be penning the
0: body of the thank you note?
1: Right. In which case, I think it's totally fair for you guys to divide it evenly. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
0: So definitely he should write half of the notes. And when we say half the notes, I mean like the, Dear Janet, it was so lovely to see you last weekend at the party. It was such a treat to get together with you and the family the gravy boat is so delightful. Can't wait for Thanksgiving when we're going to take it out for a test drive. Sincerely, Chad and Lisa. Right. And Chad wrote most of that, but Lisa signs her name. That would be the best case here.
1: Yep. Or even I think Chad can write, sign Chad and Lisa's name. And then on Lisa's, Lisa signs Lisa and Chad's name. We can name.
0: do that. Yes, that, that would be okay. But yes, under no circumstances is Chad not putting pen to paper at all.
1: Yeah. Unless there's some kind of, and I'm just saying this as a, in my relationship, things like this have happened where one of us is significantly better at the task at hand. Mm. And so we will barter with other tasks. Okay. I will write all of these. If then you do this other thing. Okay. Because it's not anybody's job to do all of anything.
0: No, that is not the recipe for a happy relationship. Yeah.
1: So I don't think you're being too progressive to have it split. Yes. So
0: At the end of the day, I don't think Emily Post is concerned about who is physically writing the note, as long as it is sent and it is thoughtful and that everybody who received the gift is signing it.
1: Yep. Has both names.
0: Has both names. Yes. Although I think it's nice to put your own name on it.
1: Oh, I always, we always, in our relationship, we always both sign. Yeah.
0: But at least the names are there in some sort.
1: Yes. And I do think I'm going to go out on a limb here mm. and say that if in some place it said that the woman should be writing it, <laughs> that that's an update. That has been
0: updated. Yes. I think we're going to update that rule.
1: Everybody in a relationship can be grateful. Yes. So both people can be grateful and do the pen to paper And even
0: that. if you're not grateful for the gravy boat. You can fake it. You still send that thank <laughs> you note. Yes. Our next question is, I have a question about invitations to events. If you have been invited to an event and you are unable to go because of a prior commitment and then that commitment falls through, is it improper to then respond with a new availability to go to the event? Or having said no, do you just say, all right, it's now off the table?
1: You know, we had a conversation about this. Yeah. One of our earliest episodes because you said something to me that I didn't know happened, which is that some people say, no, I can't come and then show up, which I had no idea was happening. Which is
0: bonkers. That's a that's, a, that's a crazy I just crazy didn't know what thing happened. to do. Yeah, I
1: do think. Oh my god, I could make it, guys. This happened to Look me. Look at this, me. I showed yeah, up. I had no idea. Look, I'm here. I did have this week. Somebody say, "Can you do something on this one day?" Mm-hmm. And I had something. I said, "I have this thing. I really want to be go to this thing you've invited me to. Mm-hmm. If this gets moved, may I come?"
0: That's a nice way to handle it. Like if
1: it's something that I really want to go to. Because often things get canceled and moved and rescheduled. And so I just want to express my enthusiasm for it and say I had this other... Maybe I get out early of that event. Maybe I can get to both. So I ask my host. I explain I had a previous thing. I love what you're doing. Love to be a part of it. Thank you for the invite. This is my situation. Mm. How is it on your end if, you know... I mean, that's good if your
0: RSVP is not 100%, but is some degree lower. This would be like thank you so much for the dinner party invitation. I can make it. And then a week later, the thing that was preventing me from going is like, oh, that's canceled. So I could make it. So I do not have an opportunity in my declining to say like, oh, I can't make it because I have this thing that may get canceled. It's just like a straight up like, can't go. So the question is like, do you go back to that person and be like, oh, actually I could go now. And I think... It comes down to your host mm-hmm. and what the thing was. And your relationship with that person. Your relationship person. with that person and what kind of inconvenience is happening. So if this was a cocktail party for 60 and you originally couldn't make it but then could, chances are you could probably slip back into the guest list. If it's a dinner party for eight and you declined, your seat has probably been taken. But I think depending on your relationship with the person, you could ask maybe. Maybe.
1: I don't think there's any problem with politely asking,
0: as long as it's with the expectation that the answer is probably no. Yeah, and that you're fine with that. Yeah. So it's sort of like, oh hey, I my, the thing I had actually just canceled. I'd be delighted to make it to your party if there's still room. Totally understand if there's not, and leave it on them to decide whether or not they can accommodate.
1: Yeah, because say it was for eight, and you had declined, and they filled that eight. Maybe Chad canceled last minute and all of a sudden it was a seven. And then you had emailed and they were like, actually, Chad just canceled. You can come. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. But I think what you said was important that it's if you do ask, if you do have that kind of relationship with that person, be completely comfortable that it may have been capped.
0: Yeah. And I think the more distant the relationship is, I think you don't do that. Yeah. Like if you, you know, a business meeting. I think we probably- Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I think we're kind of done. We've moved
1: on. Unless, like you said, it was a large event.
0: Yes, if it's a large event where like an additional body probably isn't going to disturb your host too much, it's not going to change the catering count. It's not going to change a seating arrangement. I think you have more leeway.
1: Yeah, and you know, I've often erred on too much information on the side, which we've obviously (laughs) tried to curb. I'm always giving people explanations. But- If up front, when you get the invite, it's something that you love, but you had something that day, I think you can express your enthusiasm for it and say, if there's any way I can move this around, can I come to have, you know?
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think hosts do want to hear from their guests that they are sincerely disappointed that they can't attend. Yeah,
1: I think that's... The more, like if you are disappointed, I would say that up top. So they know then that if you change your mind later, you've already expressed how you wanted to be able to get there.
0: Because nobody wants to host an event that nobody wants to go to. Yeah. Right. Our next question is, how do you politely decline to have your photo taken at a tourist attraction when you know you aren't going to be buying the photo?
1: I actually wrote it down exactly what I think people could say.
0: Oh, what's the script?
1: The script is, Here, you can hear the paper, people. (laughs) Thank you so much for offering, but we're good. That's nice. I like that. Okay. That works. I feel like that's solid.
0: This actually just happened to me. So this was very, um, timely, timely, uh, near up the street in New York city. We have this thing called Hudson Yards, which is a whole new development. And on the top of Hudson Yards is an outdoor observation deck. And I guess their claim to fame, it's the highest outdoor observation deck in North America. Oh, So not sure who else is in that running, but it's higher than like the empire state building and it's outdoors. And so you can be very high up in New York City. Check out my Instagram. You can see a photo (laughs) from up there. And so, as we were going, they did this photo thing. And I have not been to a tourist attraction like this in a long time. And yeah, they line you up and they make you, you know, do whatever they're going to do. And uh, yeah, they make it super awkward.
1: Yeah, it's it's awkward. They do it at a lot of theme parks. Oh, sure. So I think that's why it's great to always have a standard sentence ready. Thank you so much, but we're good. Yeah, so do that. I use that for actually a lot of situations. Thank you so much. I'm good. Yeah,
0: uh, solicitation <laughs> on the street, samples in a
1: supermarket. Yep, thank you so much. I'm good. Yeah,
0: so everybody should practice that. <laughs> Our next question is... Is it rude to have inside jokes on Venmo? I don't know why, but seeing them always gives me a serious case of FOMO.
1: I love this because I actually think that that's exactly what it was designed for. I mean, why else would you be able to see other people's financial interactions? So
0: a few definitions (laughs) for our international listeners. Venmo is an electronic payment system. So instead of like giving someone cash or doing a wire transfer, you can use this app and you can transfer money between person to person. Mm-hmm. So that's Venmo. And FOMO, in case we need to explain it, that is the fear of missing out. Right. So I looked into this, and apparently, according to Venmo themselves, they say that the average Venmo user checks the app two to three times a week, not for payments, but just to check up on what their friends and family are up to. Really? Isn't that shocking? I don't scroll. It would never occur to me to check in on, what my friends and family are sending payments for?
1: Yeah, but I do think people feel this way. They see that, and like, what oh, did you, sure. What, what did you guys do? Because when you log, when you go to the app, you'll see whatever the last transactions were of your friends. Right. You know, I'm just going there to send whoever money or whatever, and then you always see that, and, you- and then. Immediately, I think the next question is, oh, they did that thing. Yeah, like, oh, I wonder uh, why they had drinks. But I think the, is it rude to have inside jokes? I just think that's what's happening on there. Yeah, Like people do little emojis and they- It's all emoji. I don't think people
0: use words. Oh, no, I
1: have friends that like write, obviously not what the money was for. You know what Uh I mean? And I just sort of am like, you know, I don't think about it.
0: Yeah, I don't give it too much thought. But I can see how people would feel like this makes them feel bad. Oh, I absolutely understand out.
1: why it would make people All feel like... All those
0: brunches th- they weren't invited to. That's
1: why I think it's good just to not look at it. You shouldn't look
0: at it. But I think broadening this out, thinking about this through the lens of etiquette, it is rude to be talking about events in public with people who were not invited to those events. It's like talking about your wedding in the office. To coworkers who were not invited.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you're putting your wedding posters on Facebook, that's exactly what you're doing. Right, and a lot of people would say, like, that's
0: not uh, always fine. Yeah, but that's exactly what it was designed for. Yeah, it's true. But, like, all the birthday parties... I'm neither parties- agreeing
1: or disagreeing. I'm saying that that's what happens on these apps. Yeah.
0: So, on some level, like, the same idea of, like, oh, let's not make people feel bad about events that they weren't invited to. Venmo makes that very easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've definitely felt bad that I wasn't invited to things that I saw on Instagram. Sure. I know why the pictures were posted. You know, I get why they did it. So it's like, I think there's no real answer here. Yes, I understand why you feel bad.
0: Yeah, sorry. But I think
1: that that's what happens on these apps. Yes. So it's a part of, not looking.
0: Not looking or just trying to get to a good place that you will not be invited to everything. Yep. Like uh, not being invited to stuff is part of it being an adult. Yep. People don't have to invite you. And that's how the world is.
1: I often try to think, it's so nice that they did that. Oh, how nice
0: that they had a birthday party with all these other people I know. And no, I, I don't even do it in a
1: sarcastic way. I'm just like, how nice. <laughs> yeah. How and nice then I just together. try to keep it in that thought bubble. Yeah. So I don't, you know what I mean? That's great. I'm glad that you got out. Yay. Yeah.
0: But I do think everybody should just turn their Venmo stuff to private. I don't have my stuff set to public. I don't need other people knowing. Oh, I don't either. Everybody just
1: turn it to private. I think some people really want other people to know. Yeah, I'm doing stuff. Yeah, and then it's just like, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we have our own inside jokes, right?
1: I mean, do we? Are they inside, or I guess we not. always we always uh, spell them out for everybody? We do
0: <laughs> actually. Yeah, maybe they're uh, not. They were so like, inside. this is
1: where this came from, and then how? I think <laughs> our whole inside group is that we want everybody in, in, and we to want feel included. Part. Yeah,
0: so you can be included. Just send
1: us some questions. I Really quick. Yeah. I know we're going backwards really quick, but I often think that people aren't intentionally trying to make other people feel bad. Most of the time, no. They're just celebrating and trying to have, you know, we often see, and this is brought up a lot because I think that social media has made people feel left out. Yes. We are seeing people at the happiest moments that they're trying to betray. It is an
0: edited version of our best selves. Yes. So they were just
1: trying to celebrate for a moment. And, you know, I always remind myself, I wish everybody well. Yeah,
0: And and remember that Venmo was the highlight of their day. It was not the low light of their day, whatever they're posting about. And like everyone's lives uh, is obviously not always the highs.
1: Because I, I do think that um, it's a bigger topic, but that social media has made people feel this way.
0: Yes. This is a very big topic.
1: Maybe a deep dive. It's probably a deep dive. Yeah. So we're going to, we'll deep dive into this more later, but if you want me to send you emojis on Venmo, I will.
0: Does that mean I have to send you money?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that probably, probably won't come through, but I will send you emojis. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, you can send us emojis or questions and we'll take them anytime, anyway. You can actually, happy to Venmo us your questions. Yes. We'll take them. That. we'll take that so visit our website where you raised by wolves.com and uh check out our patreon you can become a member and support our show and uh we'll talk to you later bye bye